You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Always aggravated. A Mike Valenti signature podcast. So this week on Always Aggravated, we got a good one. Uh, Roberto got shook down as a part of his podcast. <laughs> I want to hear about all that. And then it's the NBA free agency preview that Metro Detroit can't handle and or isn't interested in. It's a deep dive in the good, the bad, and the ugly that was one of the best days in the world of sports this year. It's all next on Always Aggravated. All right, so as we join you this week, um, we, we are going to get into NBA free agency. I'm pumped up to do it. and Do it in a way I can't do it on the terrestrial show, you know, because that's about ratings and revenue, and you, you can't do geeky deep dives on basketball, especially in a city like Detroit, which is an awful basketball town. I digress. But Roberto hit us with something here, and, and uh, Roberto, when you say things a lot of times, I do think you're a bullshit artist, but like... In no, this and I never think about what I'm telling you because it'll end up here no matter what. <laughs> right, because you didn't you didn't want this here, but I have to get better at that. Roberto got sh- there was a shakedown, and w- what many don't know, at least the last I looked at the download numbers, uh, what many <laughs> don't know is that Roberto, you are a, what are you now? The executive producer of? Are you yes. the star of? Uh, Both. I am heard on it from time to time, but there are two uh, hosts. It's called the Original Gangsters Podcast, available on Radio.com and Apple iTunes. That's one plug. All right, so Original <laughs> Gangsters. Would you oh, like the quick description? Just Original so people, Gangsters. So okay. people are aware here? Original Gangsters, a true crime talk podcast from executive producer Roberto Beauchene. Oh, Ex- my God. <laughs> stop. stop. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Stop. First of all, hold on. From hold executive on. producer Suge Knight. Swing, swing this around. Yeah, swing this around. Sean Puffy Collins. Let me see this. <laughs> Let me see. Let me, it's let a big, it's a big name producer. But you got to, right. you got to look at the logo. Oh my god! So you got, you got to do it like the movie see, guy. I want to do it casually just to see the original reaction. gangsters, <laughs> a true crime talk podcast from executive producer Roberto Boshane. You'll explore crime and culture, and you'll find the nexus. But who the fuck uses the word nexus? <laughs> I still yeah. haven't heard the actual hosts mentioned yet either. And you'll find the nexus behind everyone's favorite true crime movies. Host Scott Bernstein, true crime author and investigative journalist Dr. James Bucatello. Bucatello. <laughs> Wabuchala. Who wants some gelato? And crime author and social scientist bring you exclusive interviews with former mm. organized crime associates, mm. law enforcement, as well as actors and musicians hear true stories from people who were there in the life Original gangsters at Gangster Podcast on Twitter. Follow us. All right, now I'm I'm fully embarrassed that that I just gave you a free plug. But thank you. So you're interviewing 
Felons, cons, former ex-cons. drug kingpins, guys that were actual made members of the mafia, FBI agents, guys that were undercover. We talked to actors. Right. We talked to guys on The Sopranos. Uh, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Oh my no. gosh, the excitement in his voice when he's saying who they talk to. Uh, no, uh, Roberto's in the first line of the description. Of course, <laughs> yeah. he's no, no. You know what I it. like though? It's almost. It's almost like when you watch. Um, like like a horror move from the mind of M Night Shyamalan <laughs> comes a movie so right. fucked you won't sleep that's like right. it's someone with credibility that has a right. career that's done a lot of shit right. I have done a lot <laughs> of drugs oh, oh, come hold on. on no Sully's wrong on we're not even original get- a true crime talk podcast brought to you by executive producer Abra- that's <laughs> right come on. I mean come on. <laughs> That is a ego boss ass move. <laughs> Holy shit! He's Dick Wolf. He's a uh... a comedy from the minds of the Fairley Brothers. Mark Scorsese. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's like. And then, okay, Roberto's Roberto's name in the first line of the description. The hosts aren't even until the fourth line. From executive producer. Guy we've never heard of. All right. <laughs> Original gangsters. What makes you think you have the credibility to be in the first line right. brought yes. to you by Roberto Bouchain? That's Listen, so good. You have to do that because people need to know that. It's very important. <laughs> From, from like it's almost like people start looking like they're, they're on they're on iTunes right. looking at this and they're like Executive producer Roberto Bochini. Oh, no, I'll tune in. And you're like, honest. No one's getting there just by like oh, oh, different means. Now, no. now I'll tune in. It's from Roberto Bochini. Oh, now yeah, I'll tune oh in. shit. They're getting there from my. Oh, shit, son. It's my from Roberto Bochini. Is that the dude who did Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> Hamilton. From exa- Oh, yeah, he co-wrote Scent of a Woman. All right. It's like when you when you pay somebody off just to have, you know, their name in there, just right. so it can be in the front and they right. really don't do much. A true crime podcast <laughs> from the mind of one of the best crime hey, like writers said, on earth. Suge Knight never did much on any records, but he, oh, his name is bigger on the CD than anyone else's. So you're comparing yourself to him? In this platform. Oh, come on now. Everyone knew who Suge Knight was. <laughs> no one's going to no, iTunes and searching didn't. Roberto Boshane to right. find anything like you they get, created. They go to look for his Rotten Tomatoes profile. <laughs> yeah. IMDB. So, from the mind of, the ex- of executive producer, you have this original gangsters pod. Now, you interview all these people, right. and you said, you're not going to believe this. I got, there was a shakedown. Right, and normally we just think you're, you're you're bullshitting or whatever. Why would I be bullshitting? Because that's what you do. Oh, stop! Oh my God, my life is so hard. <laughs> oh my God, I feel like I'm uh, gonna die. What uh, do you see this bruise on uh, my leg? That, that sounds like somebody else in this room a lot of times, not me. <laughs> so listen, it's important. It's very important. I can't say who you were talking to. You right. forbade Please me from that. that. And yeah, on the that advice. Would not be good. <laughs> On the advice of the actual stars please. of the original Gangsters yes, Pod, please, uh, Bobby Bucatello <laughs> and Joe Bernstein, Scott Bernstein, whatever. The point is, on the advice of your counsel, we are not to say who this interview was with. Correct. Please. Okay, because there would be fear of for a uh, retribution. I think oh so. My God. Um, oh my God! What are we dealing with here? This be it legal is, or like, whatnot? Yeah, the 1970s stuff. I'll tell you what you're dealing with. <laughs> Original gangsters. <laughs> and so what happened was, we had interviewed this guy months and months ago. Uh, promoted his, I think he had a book out or a series that was out. We helped, we helped promote everybody's projects. A good platform for everybody. 
And uh, I got a text the other day saying um, that the the person we had interviewed had come back and said that they demanded to be paid $1,000 for their interview. (laughs) (laughs) Or else. Wait, 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 wait. Now, if you are a guest on Original Gangsters, is there a contract that you sign? No, it's just uh, good for both parties involved. If executive producer Roberto Boshane reaches out to you, you accept. You get that call from Roberto. You get to read for Roberto Boshane. You go to that reading. And you become a friend of ours. But, so, yeah, what I did was just immediately took the episode down. (laughs) And uh, it's gone forever. So it was already uh, posted? Yeah, for, oh, for now, for, uh, can you say was this gentleman, was this guest a local guy, or was he more of a East no, Coast, West uh, Coast, an what? East Coast former uh, drug kingpin wow. of the nineteen eighties, all right, now, and nineties, somebody and, you don't want to mess with, and apparently needs some scratch. I, I, I guess it seems that way. Now, but, how was this uh, you know, presented? Did you handle the phone call when the person made the ask, or is there a manager involved? How does this work? Uh, Do former drug kingpins have managers? Yeah, one of the hosts on the show does a lot. Does the booking, so he was contacted by this guy. And so not the executive producer. You huh. don't do the booking. No. No, he's just said he's paid for his name. That's right. what he's wait, paid for. wait, wait. So hold up. <laughs> we go back to... From the mind of executive producer Roberto Beauchamp, well, who doesn't do the producing. <laughs> well, no, I produce the show. And he gets, you don't do the booking. He gets more airtime than the host. I'm the questions that are asked, the background of the guests, the pre- presentation of the product. Somebody get Bobby Bucatello on the phone. I want to oh, renegotiate his deal. What a job <laughs> you have. poor man. <laughs> do you talk more than the hosts on there? No, never. Oh, okay. So, But the thing so, was, I just took the episode down because... This podcast hasn't even generated one cent, let alone $1,000, right, so how wait, am I going to pay wait, this wait, guy? Wait, 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 hold on. So when the phone call came in, who took the call? Uh, one of the hosts. And on the other end of the line was the particular drug kingpin? Correct. No, it actually said, I believe. It actually or said maybe his representative. You're receiving a collect call from the penitentiary uh, of... <laughs> no, he's not in jail. Had he ever been in jail? Yes, for wow. quite a time. All right, no more questions because I don't want any of this. Yeah, back right, to us. right. <laughs> the point is, on. the point is, no, we can't move on. I, so automatically, this person goes, "I want a thousand dollars or else." Is that how it was phrased? Um, I'm looking back at my text here. Let's see. Good preparation. My, my, my point, would, what, what retribution would they have? What are they going to do? If they need the $1,000 so bad, they're going to get on the plane and, like, what? Try to hit you or something? Right. I mean, give me a break. It's 2019. <laughs> you did a podcast interview. And this was never agreed on beforehand in any way of a payment for an interview? No. We, we don't have any money. Why would we pay anybody <laughs> for an interview? <laughs> I love it. Well, she could have been misleading or an expectation. We're, we're on like our fifth episode. It's not like we've been around for years and years. We're just getting started. From the mind of Stephen King. <laughs> We don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> the latest passion project from executive producer Roberto Boshane <laughs> will bankrupt your mind and your wallet. Original gangsters. All right. Okay. So, do you want me to cut a promo for that? Um, I would like you to just do your read right now, and we'll move <laughs> okay. on to the next. Well, one. <laughs> let's take time out to tell you all about the D Las Vegas. Hi, everybody. The D completely renovated. You can enjoy. All of Vegas without spending a ton of money in a room. And now the D is doing something really fun. Fantasy football drafts. That's right. We all have them. We love them. It's fantasy football. Why wouldn't you want to do your draft in Vegas? 
The D, offering fantasy football draft parties, $40 a head, minimum eight people. You get those man caves we talk about for March Madness. Four big screen TVs, your own private cocktail server. You can even add a food package and discounted room rates to the whole deal. Sound good? You want a book? Cool. Call their sales team, 702-388-2200. That's 702-388-2200. And remember, it's the D.com. The D Las Vegas, it is your home for sports and now fantasy football in Vegas. All right, so we've had enough of Roberto and Big Time and Mafioso and the rest. Let's get to the NBA free agency the way that I know we all really wanted to on the regular show, but we can't. You just can't do it in 2019 on a local show with a a god-awful trash franchise like the Pistons. And, uh, yeah, we saved it for here. So thank God that uh, we finally fought the power and won and got to do the podcast. So how do you guys want to begin this? Because I I guess my overriding theme is time of taping, 1 p.m. Tuesday, Kawhi Leonard hasn't made his choice. By the time this comes out tomorrow, he may have. So there's two ways for you to listen to this where it'll be Mm -hmm. salient, It's if Kawhi goes to the Lakers or if he doesn't. Now, if he does, everything we talk about is essentially rendered useless. Do we agree that Kawhi Leonard, AD and LeBron, and nine dead bodies wins the NBA championship and there's just nothing to talk about? Sadly, yes, I agree. Okay, Michael? They'd have to, yeah. Is that the greatest one, two, three in the history of basketball? (laughs) I say again, it would be. Well, I mean, think. Well, hold on. Think about this. If LeBron isn't the best player anymore, he's no lower than three. Yes. Okay. Because you would, you would have KD and Kawhi above him. Mm-hmm. If you land Kawhi, well, now you've got two of the top three, and then who would? Well, and you could add Giannis to the fold. Yeah. And if there's a fifth guy you would add to the list, it's probably AD. You have minimum three of the top five. Mm-hmm. Crazy. In the league. It's it's never been done before. So I don't know what Kawhi's going to do. Now, I hope as a fan, and I guess this is where we would start, everything we're about to talk about basketball-wise, it is interesting. Mm-hmm. And it really is an issue of competency versus being incompetent. But if Kawhi goes to Toronto, do you agree with me this is the most open the league will will have been since 08, 09, you know, about a 10-year spread where if I sat down and I said, okay, from a good shot to win the title to mm-hmm. a light shot, how many teams have a shot? I could probably name eight, nine, maybe 10 teams. Yes. Which is a lot different if, than it's been recently. If Kawhi goes to Toronto. Because I think you'd have Toronto, Philly, yes. Indiana, Milwaukee, that's four. I still think the Celtics aren't done moving, that's five. You end up going to the West and Denver and Portland and, and Houston. Houston and, and you know maybe Golden State spins D'Angelo Russell mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now Clay and Steph are back plus what they get for D'Angelo. My point is the league could be wide open. If Kawhi goes, it's L.A. I mean, it just is what it is. Now here's my question. Is that where he's going? I, I, I don't trust anyone. I've given you what I think. I've given you my reasons. I don't know. Nobody knows. Nope. Kawhi, he's like nothing else. So what happens? 
whether it's today, whether it's tomorrow when the pod drops, whether it's 4th of July and Roberto's got sparklers coming out of his Tito's and, and, and Coppercraft mix. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> I really think it's L.A. I think that, and in, in one of the main reasons I say that is, I think the, the longer it takes, that leans more towards L.A. The fact that he hasn't just committed to sign with Toronto, that tells you that the door is open. That tells you that he's really considering other things. You hear some of the rumors by former guys in the league, whatever, that you can take that for what it's worth. But I think he goes to the Lakers, as crazy as it sounds, because you win a title, you're the star of the team, the the face of the city, besides Drake, and you're just going to pack up and leave. But it just seems like like how he is. He didn't get to Mm. pick where he went when he was in San Antonio, got traded to Toronto, he finally gets to pick where he wants to go, and I think he wants to be in L.A. I do. See, Sully, you're so confident it's L.A. I don't know. Is it weak on my part to just say, I just don't know? you got to no, lean 51%. I, I, I just don't because I hear there might be a reason why he's waiting so long to see if there's a trust I situation. I think that leans towards L.A. If with things longer. leaking oh, out of L.A. It. You just nailed it. And He's testing people. Yes, he is. Kawhi and is an absolute sociopathic genius. I love him. Which he's is why testing everyone. If he's testing, why won't he just go back to Toronto where he trusts them the most? Because I'm a fun guy. I don't know. I really don't know. He's earned he the right. He just wants to chill. Wants to go play where he wants to be, where he wants to be at, and just go do that. I really think he he's not chill though. But that's where he wanted to go. I mean, even what was the, what was the right. rumored question about? Oh, did you guys try to trade for me when I was in San Antonio? It's just, there's certainly some yeah, some weird stuff with also him. Also involving doing that. Magic Johnson. Yes, some of the is. questions. I, look, I, I, as a basketball fan, I think people should want him in Toronto. Because then you're dealing with an incredibly wide-open, exciting, fascinating year. I'm going to approach this and just move it forward that Kawhi, whatever is whatever. I I can't control it. There there are no predictive measures here. Mm -hmm. You know, no insider, no Ramona Shelburne or Chris Broussard or Woj. Nobody has anything. So I don't want to waste a big amount of time on Kawhi because we're all spinning our wheels. I want to approach free agency, take you back to Sunday. These signings all come down, and you're following along, and some deals you go, oh, I like that, I don't mind that, or oh, that deal's surprising, that one's not. But it really does boil down to, I think, just one thing. Are, are, when you look at these franchises, the line of, of, of delineation between competent and incompetent, mm-hmm. it's just as glaring as ever on free agency day. Like, we talked about this on the base show. Like one, Two of my favorite teams and what they did. I really loved what Utah's done, and I really liked what Indiana did. Mm-hmm. And those are two small market teams, right? So whether you listen to our base show in Detroit, and Detroit's not a small market, but by NBA standard, it's also not a free agent destination. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to this and you are a fan of a small market team, Indiana and Utah are showing you how you can get this done. Start with Indiana. A, they... Get better by adding Malcolm Brogdon. And, and obviously, his, his I think it's his left foot, it's probably a ticking time bomb. I mean, the medical on it when he had a bone fusion surgery, it, it probably is going to go at some point. But Brogdon was the Bucks' second best player. So you go out and you take Malcolm Brogdon, not only make you better, okay? You, you replace, you know, Ricky Ruby, or not Ricky, excuse me. You replace like the Darren Collisons of the world. You know, you, you replace this who's who at point guard, none of which were great, and you add Malcolm Brogdon and you get Oladipo back, then they add Jeremy Lamb, who I know Roberto's a big fan of. Um, uh, uh, Again, shooting. 
You look at what Indiana did. Man, they got better. And they got more offensively potent. And now, I don't think it can be overstated. I know it's not free agency, but they have Miles Turner. They're going to try to play Turner and Sabonis together. And then they drafted that Goga Batate kid who's ready to play. Size on the back line. You go out and you their backcourt is fierce. I think Indiana got better, man. And they did it in a small market. And they had to do it creatively. Look, Malcolm Brogdon, I, I, some people are going to say, all right, maybe they overpaid. But at the first-round pick, the sign-and-trade element, you do whatever you have to do. You're Indiana. You got Oladipo, who's a burgeoning superstar, and you pair him with what you think is another burgeoning star. I, I'd give Indiana an A. Any disagreement there? I know letter grades are stupid, but like, yeah. work with me on that. Like, I really <laughs> no, like what they did. Not an A, not an A, an A minus. <laughs> okay, um, that's no, fair. Yeah, no, they they, were, they did a really good job. But, and again, Indiana top four seed in the East. Sure. Yes. Top three seed. Yes. Right around four. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Utah, another team I loved. Mm-hmm. Now, Utah ended up signing a player from the Pacers. Now, obviously, Mike Conley is not a free agent, but that trade for them. Really well done. Oh, yeah. Okay, going from Ricky Rubio to Mike Conley is like going from, I I, I don't know, a dollar glass of wine to a $20 <laughs> glass of wine. Mike Conley makes them better. You're talking about running the show. You're talking about selfless. You're talking about playoff tested. You're talking about a guy that can take and make a big shot. Conley does it in spades. You've now helped Spider Mitchell. But here's the big thing they signed. Boyan Bogdanovich, to me, is so underrated. That is such a jazz player. Like, I I love Bogdanovich in Utah. Like, with Indiana, there were spurts. Without Oladipo, Bogdanovich had to carry that entire offense. Shot creation. I don't know what's happening. David is smiling, (laughs) finger-pointing. Sully staring out the window. Hold on. We'll get back to Utah in a minute. What is going on? The lunch got here. Apparently lunch is here. We need to sign sign. for it or something. They've been saying through the window. All right, then get up and go sign for it. I'm going to finish talking about the Jazz. It's a podcast. We're not live. Here we go. (laughs) But but, But look, Utah was so challenged offensively, and everything was on Donovan Mitchell. They have taken their offseason. They've gone out. And when you go out and get Bogdanovich and bring him in, yeah, I get it. All right, Derek Favors has to go. You know, I, I... the the offseason the Jazz have had, now they go into the playoffs, they have three real options offensively. They're still going to be a really good defensive team. And Bogdanovich is not a guy you have to max out. But I look at Donovan Mitchell, Bogdanovich, Conley. Dude, the Jazz are like sneaky Western Conference Finals elimination game team. Like, the Jazz look like a team that... I'll be damned, man, if Kawhi doesn't go to L.A., why not the Jazz at 25-1 to to win the West? Why not? It's a team that's just done an absolutely tremendous, tremendous job of building in every th- all three areas of your franchise. Draft, trades, free agency. They've, they've nailed every single category. They've done it extremely well, and... And th- I mean, that's how you build, especially if you're a, a team that, look, we've heard reports from players before how they hate Salt Lake City or whatever, don't want to live there. Dude, human beings don't like Salt Lake City. Who the hell wants to go there? They, they've done a picture-perfect job of building and doing what you have to do, especially in a market like that. Yeah, I would say, just on paper, I, I think without Kawhi going to L.A., they might be the second-best team behind Denver, I believe, 
in the West. Just what they did this offseason has elevated them to a spot to where you could say they could go to the finals. If everything goes right, I think they could you know go to the finals. You know who's sneaky good, too? Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is why I love the pod, because we can geek out a little bit. They signed Ed Davis. Yes. I think it was two at ten. Yes. Ed Davis... While he hasn't developed into being the offensive player, I think a lot of people hoped he'd be out of North Carolina. Ed Davis is a great rebounder. Yes. Ed Davis is a competitor, like a, a red ass. You get Ed Davis in that front court rotation, whether he's playing behind Gobert yes. or in spurts with him, because if Ed Davis is on the floor with Gobert, you're going to be really offensively limited. But, like, really well done. And you brought up Denver. All right. Here's my problem. I think Denver fucked up. Oh. Well, here's why. Like, I like Paul Millsap. Everybody likes Paul Millsap. Mm. But do you really pick up that one-year $30 million option? (laughs) Like, don't you go to Millsap and go, Paul, look, we love you. We want to keep you, but we're not paying you $30 million. Now, you want some longer-term security? You want to come back three at 45? I might be able to do that for you. But why? Like, if I'm Denver, why weren't you on the phone with Tobias Harris? Mm-hmm. Think about Tobias Harris with Denver. Mm-hmm. Think about the, the, stretching the floor that way with Denver. Like, wasn't there another way for them? Now, and, and and maybe that's what they're thinking is that, hey, we've got Millsap for one more year, and then we create that $30 million. But remember, they just extended Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, Denver, to me, is the team in the West that is capable of, and I don't know if they're going to do it, they are capable of making a move that could make them the Western Conference favorites. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that move presents itself and or they're willing, mm-hmm. Denver's got it. They've got the assets. Go up and down that roster. Nine players under the age of 23. Yes. They're going to be using Michael Porter Jr. this year for the first time. Um, I'm telling you. like, Remember when we talked about it and I said, dude, why not Denver for AD? On a one-year rental, you're the Denver Nuggets. Try to win this damn go thing. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Like, go get it. Denver's got that possibility. I just didn't like exercising the Millsap 30 mil. I just... Yeah, I, Tobias Harris or Paul Millsap, it's not even close. No, and again, maybe Tobias doesn't even take the phone call. Maybe yeah, Tobias was happy in he Philly. He got paid. He got paid. $180 million? It was the yeah, most... The most I, I think it was the mo- the biggest contract ever for a guy who hasn't made an All-Star team. I think so. It's, it's just crazy. one of those deals where you're like, I feel like Denver settled a little bit, but maybe it's better to dance with the devil you know versus the one you don't. Um, let me give you another winner, and then I, I we'll, we'll take a, a quick break here. Um, and I know it sounds cliche, but it's Golden State. Yeah. I mean, think of, think about losing Kevin Durant. It never entered the conversation that they would get something for him. Never, it never right. happened. Never was it even a thought. Yep. And not only do they get something for KD, they get a 23-year-old all-star in D'Angelo Russell. Now, naturally, some people go, oh, well, he doesn't fit. All right, then you're not paying attention. <laughs> Here's the thing. Getting anything for a guy who's walking out that door, is a win. And whether that's a pick, whether it's a pick swap, whether it's, you know, maybe a, maybe a, a some, some minor player, D'Angelo Russell is going to give Golden State what I think could be the rebirth of their dynasty. Because think about this. No, he's not a long-term fit there. But you know where he fits? While Clay's rehabbing. And you know where he fits? When they turn around and trade him 
for things that do fit. Mm-hmm. Like D'Angelo Russell to me has a lot of value. Do I like the fact is he never gets to the free throw line? No. Because that just means you have to take and make a lot of really, really tough shots. And D'Angelo hit those. Not I don't want to go super geeky and lose everybody. But D'Angelo hit those at a crazy rate last year. Mm-hmm. Think about Golden State when Clay's coming back in February or March. They could be making a play at the deadline to move D'Angelo Russell, bring in immediate support for the Splash Brothers, and make another run at this thing, provided Kawhi doesn't go to L.A. But I thought it was brilliant for the Warriors to somehow get involved on that level and get that deal done. I never expected that either at no. all. It was just, I was it, it almost, I, I saw the news report come across my phone and I was like, just came out of thin air. I was stunned. But again, it's competency. It's, it's, it's broad base. It's, it's complete. It's across the board competency at your craft. Every move matters. Yes. Every contract, every pick, yes. every trade, every yes, every no, everything. When you look at what it takes to build a championship team, everything matters. I mean, look, look at what the Lakers almost cost themselves because Rob Palenka didn't understand the CBA. Right. They had to go out and make another move to try to make it happen. Yep. But look, Golden State, when they made this move, you know what's in the fine print? Shipping Iguodala to Memphis. That's my favorite part of their offseason because they created $17 million in a trade exception by trading Andre Iguodala. You know what you can get and use that for? How about this? How the hell did they manage to bring back Kayvon Looney? Yeah. Looney, to me, could have got more elsewhere. But you know what they're selling? Culture. Yep. They're selling the new arena. Mm -hmm. They're selling the Bay Area. They're selling, Kayvon, here's the deal, man. We developed you. You get to play with Clay, and you get to play with Steph, and you get to play with Day Day, and you get to play with D Lo. You know how many dunks that is for you? You know how much easier your life is? I mean, hey, you want to go play with the Wiz? Go for it. Playing with Thomas Sadaransky. Oh, well, hell, they just traded Thomas Sadaransky. Uh, <laughs> I can't name a Washington guard currently. No, is, you want to play with Ish Smith? Go ahead. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, every move counts. And when we get to the other side of this, it, it, it's incompetent. Like, Dude, it's just so fun to watch franchises like Indiana, like Utah, like Golden State, who just display this competency and this real artful, skillful ability to do things right. Well, let me ask you guys this. As competitive as the league has gotten, especially after this free agency, do you still think the Warriors' window is absolutely still wide open to win a title right now? If Kawhi goes to L.A., no. If Kawhi doesn't, yes, and it's because they just got D'Angelo freaking Russell right. for nothing. They did. KD was leaving. They didn't have the ability to get him outside of a sign-in trade, and they did. So the fact is, no, do I think a year from now D'Angelo Russell's on the Warriors? No. But I know whatever they get for him will be. And think about it right now. I mean, if you're a team out there... And D'Angelo goes out and shows out for the first five months of the season. (laughs) And you need a point guard. Man, what do you give up for a 23-year-old all-star? What do you give up? Oh, hell yeah. You give up a young asset, multiple picks, and guess what that does? Young asset, multiple firsts, Golden State, Splash Bros, Day-Day. Now we're adding cheap ad. No, the window's not closed. And it's because of a move like this. Take time out to talk about our sponsor right now. Big Power is at it again. Raising rates. Don't don't continue to pay their increases. Go solar. Power Home Solar. 
They make it easy to switch to solar by hooking you up with battery storage for your installation. So when the longer days produce more energy than you use, store it. Use it later. Own your power. Don't rent it. It's Power Home Solar, number one residential solar provider in the state. One of the top solar installation companies in the nation. Power Home installs American-made panels. 30-year warranty helps you own your power, not just rent it. They're an official partner of the Lions. They've installed solar panels at Ford Field and Allen Park, and they seek to continue building a movement towards cleaner, greener energy. So what are you going to do? You're going to go to PowerHome.com. That's PowerHome.com, or you call them 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't wrench power. Own it with help from PowerHome Solar. All right, so we talk about incompetent. We got to start with the New York Knicks. <laughs> no, I mean we have to, and and obviously if you go back and and listen to our other podcasts, the uh, worst franchises in sports, the Knicks are on there. Let let me start out with this: when they made the Porzingis trade, the only way it was ever going to be viewed fondly, much less acceptable, is if they landed two max free agents this summer. That's why you did it. Now. If KP comes back with the Mavs and is never the same or gets hurt, the Knicks will end up looking smart because they'll say, hey, this is what we feared. We didn't want to pay this guy. It got toxic, etc. I I think part of the reason it got toxic was Porzingis, Phil Jackson, the exit meeting. The Knicks are toxic. But to go into free agency, and and it's funny, when you read this list, this would be... This would be bad to me if you were like Sacramento. But like I, I don't dislike some of these players. I don't understand the point in any of this. Like you traded Kristaps Porzingis to create max salary slots so you could hand Julius Randle three at <laughs> 63. So you could pay Taj Gibson two at 20. <sighs> what? I also have a rule. I don't pay guys who wear T-shirts under their jerseys. <laughs> What's your other rule about free agents with a three, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the truth. I Like, Bobby Portis? <sighs> two at 31 for Bobby Portis, who the most notable thing he did, I think, was knock out Nikola Mirotic? Yes. And then you paid Reggie Bullock two at 16? Yeah, like, that was yesterday. I know they're not overly long-term, and I, I don't hate Julius Randle. In fact, I like Julius Randle. But, I mean... When we talk about competent and incompetent, this to me right here is where the league and the governors, I know we can't say owners anymore. Yes, governors, please. This is this is where Dolan has to sell the team. Yeah. It's it's not even about oh you can't force him to do anything. No, no, I can't. But the world is telling you you are such a gigantic shithead that I won't allow you to hand me or my friends a combined $300 million right. or $400 million, you are in fact such a piece of shit and you are so distasteful, I'm going to go across the river and I'm going to play for the redheaded stepchild in New York, the Brooklyn Nets. Why? Competent. Sean Marks, Kenny Atkinson, there's a level of competency there. Yep. Player development, cap management, moves, assets. Like, I heard Charles Barkley talk about this. And I, and I know Chuck makes everybody laugh, but he occasionally, he makes really good points. Occasionally. But he had said, he goes, you know what's frustrating with the Knicks? When you're in the lottery all the time, you should have at least a couple good young players, right? So it shouldn't be a big deal if you miss out in free agency because you could still build. 
you could then, look, the Knicks could go out before they wasted all this money, and they could have made a big trade, taking some assets, absorbing salary into space. No big deal. We'll continue the process. But see, the Knicks don't do that. The Knicks don't have those players. And they also chose to do whatever they did here in free agency. But New York is the mecca. Madison Square Garden, if you've never had a chance to see a game there, do it. It really is special. I swear to God, I know that sounds crazy. But yes, a regular basketball game on a Wednesday night in February can be special. Madison Square Garden is special. Playing in New York was special. The Knicks under the stewardship of James Dolan, he's wrecked all of it. And to me, if I were Adam Silver, look, I can get any any guy to own the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks will go up for sale. They will fetch $5 billion, and someone will buy them. It's, it's not an issue of getting an owner for the Knicks. This is about an issue of you're tarnishing this brand. Yep. You're a fucking embarrassment. You and your kazoo and your shitty blues band, you're a <laughs> terrible person, and nobody wants to play for the Knicks, and now you're my problem. Mm-hmm. Do- Dolan has to sell this team, and there should be pressure within the league because think about it. I mean, when... When it came down to it, how many times have the Knicks under James Dolan tried to go to free agency and (laughs) sign big free agents? Remember the summer of 2010? We're going to sign everybody. We're going to sign LeBron. They didn't get LeBron. You know what I mean? Like They've gone out a million times and tried this, and they've come home with Joakim Noah and his hemp necklace. Yep. You know, they've, they've come home with Eddie Curry. They've come home with shit. Well, it just happened again. Yep. And maybe it's just because it's about 20 years of this. Look, I hate the Knicks, but I'm also a basketball fan, and the league is better when the Knicks are better. And if I'm Adam Silver, I, I really, I would be, and Adam Silver's one of the best commissioners in sports. and maybe, proactive, very. And I, I would really be efforting this to go, James, here's the deal. Um, I find you utterly distasteful, and I don't want you in my league anymore. And I've also rallied up your friends. You're, you're selling this team. And we can do this quietly or not. Yep. Now leave and yep. go cut a bunch of blues albums that nobody buys. Yep. It's, but that's, I had to lead with the Knicks. Do we all agree on, on that? I mean, it's just at a level where. It's inexcusable. That's the word. It is. It, 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 there's it is. no excuses for why this, fr- the New York Knicks franchise should have gotten this bad to this level. It, it's, there's no excuses. Let's take a moment. Talk to you about our friends over at Coppercraft Distillery in Holland, Michigan. That's right. If you haven't tried Coppercraft yet, swing by your local bar your local restaurant, your local retail store, and ask for Coppercraft. It's worth your try, and I think you're really going to like it. Of course, if you're down to Comerica Park as well. Right Field Bar, Coppercraft Distillery Bar. You just can't miss it. As soon as you walk in the park, you're going to see it as soon as you walk in the park. And it's a fun time up there. I've been up there this season, got a lot of people hanging out, drinking Coppercraft, and enjoying a night at the ballpark. Also, their canned cocktails are really cool. Very popular down there. Gin and tonic, canned gin and tonic. Also, their canned whiskey lemonade cocktail as well. Coppercraftdistillery.com. You can certainly learn more on there or just follow them on social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. They post a lot of really cool photos of their products and stuff like that. So check them out and give Coppercraft a try. Coppercraft Distillery, Holland, Michigan. Fantastic Michigan product. Just a great product in general. Coppercraftdistillery.com. Can I give you another abject failure? Because I I do delight in making fun of this man. I mean, we already know that Michael Jordan was the pity owner of the league. Like, can we all agree the other owners wanted MJ in because of who he was, not because he was, A, he didn't have the money. 
I mean, I, you'll never convince me Michael Jordan had the money. Okay, we ne- we have never found out what Jordan put in, but I wouldn't. I'd I'd be stunned if it was a whole lot. Jordan is a figurehead. Okay, Jordan headed up a group. You know, I view him as the owner of the Hornets the same way I view Jay Z as the owner of the Nets. Mm-hmm. Jay Z owned like a tenth of a percent. Now, do I think Jordan owns a little more? Of course. My issue is he was done a major favor, and after what went down in Washington, he never should have been given any other favors, but he was. What he has done to the Charlotte Hornets is almost or maybe just as reprehensible as what Dolan has done to the Knicks. How do you explain the timeline where you have Kemba Walker on your team and you decide we're not going to max him out? All right, now that's your business decision. Fine. Whether it's right or wrong, I'm not even having the debate. But when did Michael Jordan come to that decision? What was it, Tuesday morning over a fucking bagel? (laughs) Like, when did you come to the decision, Mike? Because you kind of needed to know that by the deadline, February 7th, to trade Kemba and not lose him for nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Or better yet, a real, again, this is the theme of the day, kids, competent organization would have made that determination last summer and said, all right, we're not going to go into a lame duck season. We're going to trade Kemba Walker now because we're not maxing him out. Or we got to max him out, even though we're going to bail on this deal. We saw what the Clippers did with Blake. We can do the same with with Kemba. We'll be okay. They chose neither. And Michael Jordan went out and signed, to me, the single most reprehensible contract on the market this year. Terry Rozier at $20 million a year? I can't even say, are you insane? You've already shown me you are. <laughs> You're paying Terry Rozier 20 a year. You never paid Kemba more than 12. Yep. Look at that roster. Bismack Biombo at 17. Michael Kidd Gilchrist at, at 15. Nicholas Batum at 25. Cody Zeller at 14. Dude, I know it's good for the league to say Michael Jordan's an owner. You got to get this guy to fuck out of here. I mean, that that, that is... That is uh, that is preposterous on so many levels. Is that the worst deal of free agency, the Terry Rozier deal? No. Mm. I mean, it's okay well, if you don't feel as strongly about it as I do. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's up there. It certainly is. I, I personally, I didn't understand the Julius Randle thing at all. But mm. that's at least you know we're talking about a quality player at least. So yeah, it's. I mean, it is ridiculous how Jordan's turn that franchise into what he has, but I don't think he receives a lot of criticism. I really don't. I think down there he's kind of just God, yeah. and he's free from a lot of criticism in North Carolina. That's why they wanted him to be the owner. Yep. Because the team could be bad, and they just care that yeah, Michael but, Jordan owns, owns the team. But, but David, the, the yep. point is, it's one thing to be bad, it's another to be bad and boring. Mm-hmm. What do you have to show your fans right now? Terry, Terry Rozier, Nick Batum, Miles Bridges, Malik Monk, Yep. The corpse of Bismack Biombo. I mean, come on, man. You're capped out. I think they're probably number six or seven in payroll. Mm-hmm. That's an embarrassment. Yeah, I mean, it just is. You you can't function this way, but they did it. And I'll give you another one I don't like, um, and I'm not going to spend too much time on it. And uh, Look, I can go up and down the signings. I've given the Kings some credit because I, I like some of the things they've done including drafting my my love child, De'Aaron Fox, and <laughs> drafting Marvin Bagley. But what the fuck were they doing in free agency? Trevor Ariza, 2 at 25? No. Harrison, I haven't been, able to, haven't been able to shoot Barnes in three years. 4 at 85? 
And then you're kind of like, well, it's Sacramento, so you got to pay somebody because nobody wants to be there. But then they follow it up and they go, hey, watch this. Dwayne Dedman, three at 40? Yeah. What? Corey Joseph, three at 37? Yeah. Like, you tally it all up and you're like, wait, you just spent $175 million on that? Like, cap space is power. You have assets, man. Trade. Take a contract into that space. Keep building. I I just... They didn't bring back a single piece that I liked. I, hmm. I'm i bummed out, man. I thought the Kings took a major step forward with De'Aaron and Buddy Ball and... Ugh. Like, why? <laughs> I just can't seem to what get What are get, you doing? just can't seem to get on the right track. Oh, that's Vladi Divac at his best. And Vivac Ranadive. Yeah. Yep. You never know what Ranadive. He may have seen Dwayne Dedman on League Pass on a hmm. Tuesday night. He makes a call to Vladi. He goes, get me this guy. He looks competitive. <laughs> but yeah, I, those were my losers of free agency for me. I mean, one quick note, I guess I don't want to forget about Philly. I consider Philly a big winner, too, is they got something for Butler for nothing. Yeah. Dude, Josh Richardson is a nice young piece and they got him for a guy they were losing anyways. And I have to tell you, I don't think there was any way Jimmy was going to be able to coincide and and coexist, rather, with Ben Simmons. I thought it was pretty obvious. Ben Simmons didn't like the fact that Jimmy was handling a lot of the primary ball handling duties in the playoffs. Ben Simmons feels like that's his job. Jimmy's a red ass. How long is Jimmy going to deal with Ben Simmons using the wrong hand to shoot and it never going in, plus never taking a three? I think it was probably best for everybody involved to get Jimmy out of there. But to get Josh Richardson back and then go out and take Al Horford from the Celtics, do you understand how big that team is? Because I think Al can play with Embiid. Because Al can step out and stretch it. Not only with an 18-footer, he can flat out take top of key and hit a three. Mm-hmm. Look look at that lineup. Ben's, your point guard is 6'10". Tobias is 6'8". Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Embiid is seven feet. Yes. Al is 6'10". Like, look at that team. Man. They are ginormous. And you know where that plays a role? When they run into Milwaukee. Yes. Because they are going to close it out. They are going to take it all away. That is something else. Any other free agency thoughts you guys want to wrap about? Any other deals you want to chat about before we wrap this puppy up? No, I kind of hit on all the main players and teams, I think. I do want to give you an update. You mentioned Ben Simmons. Philadelphia has offered him a five-year, $168 million maximum contract extension. You know what I would do? So they are committed to Ben Simmons. Tell you what I would do. I would lay that contract on the floor about a foot outside of the three-point line. (laughs) And I'd, I'd, I'd take a pen and put this down on the floor. I drop the pen right down there. And I go, take 100 of these and you can sign this. Literally, learn to shoot the three pointer. Yeah. Or I'm going to launch you out of a cannon. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening. As always, uh, subscribe, rate, review, uh, Apple Pods. Whatever else. What is it? Radio.com. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm all over the place. Uh, Just do it. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week.